0: All right, guys. Welcome to another segment of uh, the Business Athlete Podcast. This is, I believe, my third one uh, going into the third week. It's about one week before New Year's, right? It's uh, it's Monday, so I want to do a little Money Mondays for everyone uh, because for the last three weeks, some some interesting things have been happening with some of my financial clients, uh, even some of my agents. Uh, they've been coming into a decent amount of money, um, and it has even happened to myself. So I want to talk about. What do you do when you come into um, a large, unexpected amount of money? All right, you know, To some of us, it might have happened, maybe we got a little extra return from the IRS during tax season, maybe our business might have blown up overnight or something of that nature, or you know, what, what happens in the insurance industry a lot is sometimes we, we were to uh, uh, deliver a pretty substantial uh, tax-free check to beneficiaries. All right, so I want to talk about some of the steps that I've personally taken whenever I come across uh, a, a large amount of income and some of the things that, and, and advice that I've given uh, to some of my financial clients as well as my agents and some of my business clients uh, on what steps to take to make sure that you maximize the efficiency um, I do apologize if you hear some background music where there's a young lady here playing a ukulele out here on the rooftop and I, it sounds absolutely amazing um, so hopefully this doesn't distract you but actually it might add some, some pretty nice ambiance uh, to, uh, to this podcast here so quick statistic of lottery winners actually end up broke or bankrupt, right? Uh, And we also know that the NFL, NBA players, right, musicians, people who make a lot of money in life sometimes because of poor money management, um, you know, they they end up either broke because of tax reasons or maybe they just were were, uh, ill-advised on their money or they just didn't really know what they were doing. A lot of athletes come from uh, impoverished areas, a lot of of, uh, artists also come from impoverished areas. So unfortunately, there's a lot of generational curses that are passed on and maybe they might have been the first people in their family to make decent money or even a a large amount of money. And what often happens is they don't know what to do with that money. So two or three or five years after making all that money, they end up broke. So let's talk about what to do when uh, unexpected large amount of money actually comes in. So we'll just use the the idea of maybe like 50 grand, right? Maybe your business might have blown up. I have a client who who's making a lot more money than she ever expected to make and, and some of it's just coming without her even trying, which is pretty excellent. And then some people might actually start a business and they didn't they might not have a thought that the business was going to be that worth it, but a evaluation was done on it and you know they can actually end up making half a million dollars. But what do you do with that money? You know, I want you to think to yourself, what would you do if half a million dollars were to to fall into your lap right now? What is your thought process besides the fact that you'd probably uh, make a video, make it rain, spread all this cash on your bed, things of that nature that we see all the time on TikTok and and, and things like that. But uh, let's go through a few key points or or steps that I would personally advise on how to do uh, the best for your money. So key number one, Uh, this one might be obvious but unfortunately a lot of people don't do this you have to make a priority list right and that priority list unfortunately the big rocks right the things that are most important might be at the top of your list And they might not be the things you actually want to do for example not too long ago you know we came into some pretty good money Uh, we still had a little bit of debt we might have had a couple of things in collections um, and we wanted to make sure that those things were taken care of yes it felt good mainly because I understood the importance of getting that stuff taken care of but to the common eye maybe you know taking care of things in collection owing somebody else money taking care of debts it doesn't really feel that great. You would probably rather take that money and go uh, and go blow it all in Bali or Vegas or something of that nature and have some fun. But I'm going to get to that, right? So when you make these uh, when you make this list, number one is make sure that you have a partner um, if if they're involved with your financial situation, right? If you have a spouse, um, if you have a roommate, well, it, that, that one's a little bit rocky when it comes to the roommate, obviously. Uh, if you have a business partner. Um, You know, you want to make sure that the people that might have an interest in that level of income or that new income are going to be partially or fully involved in, uh, you know, the dictating what happens to that money. Right. And I'm, I'm more so speaking on the spouse. But in some situations, you might have a mentor, a business partner, something of that nature right and what you want to do is is focus on maximizing the efficiency of that money you would hate to blow all of that money and yes you might have made a memory you might have gotten some new stuff maybe some new clothes maybe some new sneakers uh, maybe a new video game system but when you look back at it in hindsight when all of those things all those materialistic things uh, kinda get worn out or, or maybe they're not so so important anymore you're, you're probably gonna regret on the decisions you made with that money So we need to make sure that you are making uh, uh, um, like, you know, educated decisions about this. Right. So maximizing use of your money. I also would suggest putting this on paper. Now, obviously putting it on paper, doesn't have to be that literal. I do everything digitally, but you want to make this priority list and put it down somewhere so you can always refer back to it. Because imagine what happens if you just keep it in your head, you might forget about certain things on the list. And then you blew the money or you, you've taken care of maybe seven out of eight of the big rocks you were supposed to and you kind of let one fall along the wayside now you think you have extra money you blow the remainder on and on certain things and then you forget that this big rock should have been taken care of uh you know months to a year ago all right now i'm going to talk about key one and a half because this one is very important but i understand not everyone is willing to do so but if you came into a lot of money the first thing you should do is actually speak to somebody who is licensed and who understands what to do in these type of situations. As I mentioned before, most people unfortunately become broke or go bankrupt because they learn from their parents and their parents' parents. So naturally, they don't really know what to do or or they're taught the wrong things about how to manage their money so what do you do go to go, go to someone who's licensed in wealth management investment banking things of that nature people who understand what to do with a large amount of money now be wary because some people are going to push you towards certain things not everything that you want to do is going to be on their priority list so that's why i actually make this one and a half because you should go with them with your own personal priority list right it's about your personal goals not their personal goals but i'm going to say that's number one and a half you should speak to a financial planner a cpa maybe even get a tax attorney involved depending on the stipulation of the the level of income that has come in because things are going to change you might be in a whole new tax bracket you might be able to get away with some pretty cool tax write-offs as well key number two find maximizing investments or counter-investments. Now when I say counter-investments, I'm talking about debt, right? If you've sat with me in the past or if you understand the rule of 72 or understand what compound interest is, you know that the proper investments over time is going to start to yield exponential results uh, given the certain rate of return, whether it fluctuates or whether it's fixed. But that compound interest effect is going to make your money make more money uh, than you do at some point, right, given with time. But unfortunately, compound interest also works against you. If you have certain debts, especially if they're higher, right, you know, unfortunately, if you invest in a stock market, the returns are usually between uh, 6.8 and 10%. But if you have a credit card, (laughs) notice that the interest rate on that bad boy is probably about 17.99 or more right so compound interest is gonna is can also play against you so you want to make sure that you do a, a, a strategy what I like to call the avalanche the avalanche strategy right it's not mine I didn't make up this name up it's something I teach my clients right and the avalanche strategy is basically you're lining up all of your debts and technically all of your projected investments in seeing which one is going to either hurt you most financially according to the compound interest or benefit you if you can find if, if your debts Uh, to include the principal amount that, you know, obviously that interest rate is going to affect. If your debts are not going to outpace your investments, it might be more advised to allow your investments to outrun your debt level, right? Unfortunately, this doesn't normally happen because interest rates on debts are usually higher than interest rates on investments. So you might want to look deeply into your debt uh, situation, especially credit cards, um, as they usually have the highest uh, amount of debt, right? So, you want to make sure that you're you're playing with the numbers, like I said, consult with someone who understands projections, understands uh, compound interest and how it's ultimately going to affect you based on the principles that you have, but you want to lay out all of your debts and figure out which ones are the big rocks, which ones should be tackled first, and then which ones can probably take a back seat just in case you run out of that lump sum of money. Key number three, this one is huge, guys, set up an emergency fund the last thing you want to do is come into 20 grand, 50 grand, half a million and then you'd make all of these different moves and you're left with zilch, right? You have zero in your bank account. Now, granted, if you put things into investments, that's great. But a lot of these investment portfolios lock your money up for at least, you know, five, seven, even multiple uh, years until 59 and a half, right? There's a 59 and a half rule out there for some of these uh, retirement or investment accounts. You want to make sure that you have some money stashed aside from that lump sum in case of a rainy day. And this money is not something you're going to touch unless that rainy day actually occurs. For example, you might want to take three to six months of worth of your expenses or your income, depending on what your financial planner or yourself would suggest. And you want to have that tucked away in maybe a high yield savings account that you can potentially access within an hour. Right? You want it to be extremely liquid. Key number four, right? I personally like to use percentages. I teach all of my clients to also use percentages. I call it percentage allocation because you want every single red set to be allocated to something. Why? I made a podcast on something called the Parkinson's Law of Money. Um and basically if you don't have everything allocated, you're gonna try to find things to spend that money on, right? So if you use percentages, it doesn't matter if it's fifty-five thousand three hundred twenty-eight dollars and thirty cents or if it's a flat 50 grand. All of that money is going to be allocated properly because of percentage. If you just go in there and you say, I want five grand to go to here, I want 10 grand to go to here, I want 20 grand to go to here, you're probably going to have a substantial amount of money left over that could be allocated to something more important than you just blowing it, right? So you want to make sure that this is something that promotes accuracy. And every single cent is going to be allocated to whether it be debts, you're catching up on bills, getting things out of collections, basically go over your priority list and start to check the box and allocate a certain percentage of certain things, right? So it's going to take a little legwork. It's going to take a little due diligence. Key number five. Now, this one is probably one that you weren't expecting, but I truly believe in teaching living abundantly versus living scarcely. Right. I don't believe that if you come into 50 grand, every single little bit should go to your debts and your investments and you pretty much live life back to where you were. Granted, you're going to feel a lot happier because you probably got rid of a lot of debt or you probably got some things out of collection. Now your credit score is growing. But I would suggest taking a certain percentage, depending on what's going on in your life, allocate some of it to some fun. You deserve it. We live in a capitalist society where we're pretty much worker bees for the man. Right? You know The government, you know, they, they dictate every single move. We have to ask for time off. If you come into a lot of money, take a certain percentage of, the, of it. What, what I personally did was uh, you know, we took 10%. We obviously ensured in, that our investments were taken care of. Uh, we didn't really have a, uh, any debts or anything like that. So we didn't have to worry about that. But our emergency fund was already set up. So we took, we took about 10% of the unexpected large amount and we, we decided what we're gonna do to have fun. Ironically enough, because we're, in, we're involved in finance and business, our, our, our idea of fun is more money to invest in some things that might be a little bit more riskier, right? NFTs, foreign exchange market, maybe some, uh, some speculative uh, cryptocurrencies, right? It's money that we're willing to lose because it was going to be blown on something like a, a trip to Miami or something of that nature anyway, right? However, we did want to, you know, maybe buy some new clothes, whatever so have you. You want to feel like you've gotten something out of it. Uh, beyond being financially responsible, right? That's the the idea of living abundantly. And and I want to make sure that you guys are enjoying uh, your spoils. Wherever this money came from, you're actually enjoying a bit of those spoils. But we do want to promote financial uh, money management because, like I said, 87%, guys, almost 90% of people that come into a large amount of money, especially lottery winners, uh, end up blowing it off, end up broke. And it usually comes from growing up in an impoverished area. Right. You know, when we when we grow up wishing we can have something, maybe going to the mall and going window shopping, maybe seeing somebody else with a little bit more money, wearing the type of sneakers we wish you can wear. Or maybe, you know, especially with Instagram and TikTok and social all these different social media platforms, we see all the things that we want to have. Right. And naturally, when we finally come in with this money, the first thing that our minds go to is, hey, now I can afford that one thing I saw last year that this one guy had. all right? There is one more key investment I did not touch on, and and this one's a little bit more rare because only about 2% 2 to 3% of people in America actually do this. But if you are a business owner, an entrepreneur, or someone who wants to get into business, this is an opportune time to invest within your business, right? There are two areas in finances that yield the best tax strategies. Right. The very first one is owning a business. If you were to take a lump sum of money and invest a big portion of it into your business to potentially get a better return than investing it into, let's say, a share or a stock or, or something of that nature in a stock market. You're betting on your own efforts and you're betting on your own knowledge of how your projections of your business is going to go. So naturally, that's a great investment. Um, one for those who might not own a business or even if you do invest in yourself. Right? If you don't want to seek the professional help from a licensed uh, a financial planner, advisor, whatever so have you, then this is a great opportunity for you to maybe purchase a, a couple of uh, self-development books, maybe purchase a financial course or something of that nature to help you, right, help you better understand what to do with the remainder of that money. Right. It doesn't cost a lot. Maybe there's a financial course from someone that you might have seen on YouTube, someone who seems pretty reputable. Make sure that you look at their, uh, their reviews, uh, You know, do your due diligence and research. But investing maybe $500 in somebody's financial course can open an entire door of opportunity to different pathways to make your money work better for you. Or maybe even just a new opportunity that's going to uh, allow you to, uh, to make more money or even earn freedom. And that's ultimately what we all want. right? We all want freedom. That's why we want that money. So money is an exchange, right? You know, treat it as such. It's an exchange for certain things, whether it be relieving stress, whether it be gaining more money, whether it be gaining uh, time, freedom, more time with the family, things of that nature, maybe retiring your parents. But make sure that you're practicing money management. If you ever need help in this, this is something that, I, uh, that, that I'm uh, professionally trained in order to help with. I don't want to plug myself, but ultimately I'm about four glasses into this, uh, this Bacardi, this Spice Bacardi. So, yeah, I'm going to plug myself. Right, but I hope you guys enjoy this. I hope if something does happen, uh, you guys are blessed with a, a you know a large amount of money, whether it be five grand, fifty grand, half a million, doesn't matter. But let's grow.